0: you play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. What's that? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game.
1: Get out there, play hard, enjoy those games.
0: It is Big Ten basketball tournament time, youngster. Go big, go home. Our annual... Can you believe that? Our annual prediction show for the Big Ten tournament. We did do one last year, but then it got canceled after day one. But before we get into that, we are recording on the Interpeak Coffee studio line today. Youngster, how are you doing?
1: Doing very well. I'm very excited. This is truly this time of year um, and the start of football season just in general, both college and the NFL once it like actually starts getting cool out and it's crisp and as you know, the leaves change by me, the leaves don't change, unfortunately, but that time of year rivals this time of year for me is the best times of the year. Um, so I, I just, I, I already have Friday off the first Friday, the first true day of the tournament. I have it off. Um, I requested Monday off as well, partially because My dog's getting a haircut that day. More importantly, it's a tournament day as well. So I'm just, you know, I've got blocks of windows of times that don't bother me. Just leave me alone. Let me watch basketball. Just schedule me any other time you want. But leave me alone during this time. So I'm very excited. (laughs) What about you, Troy?
0: I am very excited today because... It is over 50 degrees in the great state of Wisconsin. It, is a, beautiful, it is a beautiful, I'm going to call it spring day. So it's a beautiful day. We get to do our annual Big Ten Tournament Prediction Show. What more could I want today? This This show is probably one of the, I'd say it's one of the most anticipated ones that we do. Because we just love yeah. to do it. We just we just love doing it. I know a couple of years ago it was like we were chalked all the way through. I think you and I picked all the same games. We might have had one different in like the the opening round. I think there's going to be some differences in this one. Last year we did And I think Go we're going to have some major differences in this one this year. So it, it's going to be a good one. Before we get into the actual predictions though, youngster We were wavering on last week's show, like, there's six teams that are going to make it. And depending on what happens, they might not break this record of eight that they had. But after the weekend games, I'm looking at it, I think there's nine in now. What do you think?
1: I think there's eight cemented in. Um, Just based on what we talked about last week, obviously you have the top six. Those six are in. Nothing changed there. And then there were five, quote-unquote, bubble teams. Um, Indiana Minnesota were kind of bubble teams, sort of. They didn't do what they needed to do at the end of the regular season. Um, at this point, for me, I think for basically everyone, they can understand that Indiana and Minnesota need to win the Big Ten tournament if they want to get into the NCAA tournament. That said, you obviously have the bottom three Big Ten teams. They're not doing anything, again, unless they win the Big Ten tournament. The other two... Uh, team or other three teams. Sorry, are Rutgers, Maryland, and Michigan State? Um, what did Rutgers do? Rutgers won their game. Um, they did what they were supposed to. They got to 10 and 10 in the Big Ten. There's no way in the world. Everyone understands the Big Ten is the best conference in college basketball. There's no way that after last year, after two years ago, if you were 8 and 12, the selection committee was highly considering you for the NCAA tournament. There's no way a 10-10 team doesn't make it. So for me, Rutgers is automatically in. That makes seven. If you go to Michigan State, we talked about it. If you just beat Michigan once, based on the other wins that you have this year, you would be 9-11 and 11 at that point. You're in. You're good to go. What did they do? They beat Michigan the last day of the regular season. They looked fantastic during that game. Uh, so again, I think Michigan State is in. That makes eight which, again, ties the record. And then for you, Troy, you have Maryland in. I think right now, when it's all said and done, as of today, as of recording this show on Monday, March 8th, ahead of the Big Ten tournament, which starts on Wednesday, March 10th, I think Maryland's in right now. It's just they're not playing great after that little, what did they have? Was it four-game? It was a five-game winning streak. Um but after that five-game winning streak, they lost two games to end the regular season. They lost to Northwestern and Penn State. That's not fantastic. Now, they're 9-11 in Big Ten play, which realistically is probably good enough. Um, at the end of the day, again, I, I think that is good enough. But if they lose their last three and they lose their first game of the Big Ten tournament and the selection committee is wondering... Who do we put in here? Do we put Maryland? Do we put in this other team who maybe got to the semifinals, maybe got to a final of their tournament, and they're playing better? And Maryland's playing worse. And what did they do even during their five-game winning streak? Before the three-game losing streak to end the season, they beat Minnesota, they beat Nebraska twice, they beat Rutgers, that's, that's a quality win, they beat Michigan State. Okay, you beat Michigan State, but in the Big Ten tournament, you just lost to Michigan State. So, again, it's like I, I think Maryland, and according to Joe um, who we commonly go to this time of year, he has Maryland as a 10 seed. If they lost to Michigan State and they're truly a 10 seed right now, they're not going to fall out of the tournament. But I also looked at Jerry Palm, the CBS guy. He's the other guy that I take a peek at once in a while. He has them as an 11, which I, to me is more, not that I'm smarter than Joe Lenardi, but I feel as though Maryland is more on the brink of losing their bid, than Joe Lenardi does. That's just my take. There's always a team that gets snubbed out, and I think Maryland's closer to that than maybe Lenardi thinks. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm an all idiot. It all
0: depends on right. what happens, youngster. all depends on what happens right. this week in the tournaments. Yeah. If it, go, if it so. goes truck and all the automatic bids go to the teams that were supposed to be in the tournament,
1: Maryland's in. Right, and it won't. <laughs> you know, like if there's one bid stolen if there's two bids stolen they're probably fine if there's three if there's four if there's three other teams on the bubble that play a lot better than maryland does in their conference tournament that's that's how i can see maryland being out if things don't go their way and these other bubble teams make it to the third round make it to the final and it's like okay who are we putting in here well let's take the hot team as opposed to Maryland, who's lost three straight. Maybe they lose to Michigan State by 12 points, and it's like, who have you really beaten as of late that's really good? I mean, the last team that was really good that they beat, you could say Purdue, that was like two months ago. Um, and that's Purdue. That's not even a juggernaut. So I I just think Maryland's closer to losing it, uh, losing their bid, than they are, as other people think. Um, it, as long as things don't go... Too wrong. I think they can lose to Michigan State and be in. At the end of the day, if I had to truly put money on it, Troy, I would go with you, and say nine teams are in. I'm just leery on Maryland right now. Just I, I don't feel they're as strongly in as maybe some other people do. That's just me. well,
0: I I think if if they beat Michigan State and win that first game, then I think they're oh yeah pretty much in. Yep.
1: Absolutely. And I
0: and I don't think a loss for Michigan State is going to knock them out of the tournament after beating Michigan. No. And and beating and the wins they had in their last what six games. Yeah, they had a they they kind they kinda had that bad loss in there, but they came back and beat Michigan ultimately a one seed in the tournament. That could cost Michigan, Kevin, if if they bow out, if Michigan bows out in one game in the Big Ten tournament and so it's back to back losses, they might fall to a two seed. I said might. I didn't say they would. They might. Again, yeah. a lot of this seeding is all going to be determined by what happens this week in all of the conferences, not just the Big Ten. You know, what if Iowa wins the Big Ten tournament and Michigan loses their first game? Do you then vote Iowa into, a, into the one seed? Maybe. Maybe. You just got to see what happens across the country. You just don't know. But let's get to it, youngsters. The fun part of it, the fun part, this is where you and I get to disagree take it away big 10 tournament time
1: yeah just based on what my thoughts are on some teams and your thoughts are on others um I, i think we will have some disagreements here i've already gone through i have my little google doc up here of my picks throughout the whole thing i've got your name i've got first round second round quarterfinals semis finals just ready to go just waiting for you to speak um one thing I will push as well on this well, show. Well, I already looked um, at it
0: too, youngster. I'm all set to rock and roll. I already looked at it. I knew last no, night I who I was picking.
1: I I figured. Just just for my little brain, um, for next week's show, we can kinda go over who was incredibly brilliant and who was an absolute idiot. We both um, could be or maybe, we could both
0: we both could be incredibly moronic.
1: Yeah, that's very possible. <laughs> But one thing I will push um, this time of year, if you are filling out a bracket, which if you're listening to the show, you probably eventually are going to fill out, not a Big Ten bracket, but a March Madness bracket, um, check out KenPalm.com. This show, I can promote it <laughs> outside of our radio shows. Um, KenPalm.com is just it, a fantastic site to show. It shows everything very... I don't wanna say simply, but it's it's very easy right in front of your face. All you have to do is hover the mouse over these certain things, and you can see different metrics. Um, it's got the teams rated in terms of a bunch of different factors, um, and within it, you can see what the adjusted offensive efficiency is, um, defensive efficiency, you can do tempo in terms of what teams play up-tempo, what teams play slower, um, what teams have faced strength of schedule-wise, which I think is just hilarious. As you run down some of these, um, you see Gonzaga, their opponent's offense, their opponent's defensive efficiency ranks, they're in the hundreds. That's what Gonzaga's faced this year. On average, they play a team who's in the hundreds of college basketball in terms of how good they are, basically. Uh, if you look at M- Michigan, 12th, they played the 12th best offenses all year. They've played the 19th best defenses. Uh, Iowa nineteenth, tenth, Illinois sixth, eleventh, Ohio State tenth. You're 6th, being
0: biased, Wisconsin. youngster, because it's the Big Ten. That's why.
1: Wisconsin, where Gonzaga ninth, plays. Wisconsin's ninth and eighth in terms of their opponents and how good they are offensively, defensively. Is, is that it's a just justification
0: hilarious. for them poo-pooing the bed?
1: That's yeah. That's I think that's part of it for my argument, Troy at, at Wisconsin. I. I thought they would be better this year. Um, I think it's very odd that they have taken such a dip from last year with basically the same team, uh, just an older, more experienced team. But if you're playing top ten teams in terms of offensively and defensive efficiency-wise, it shouldn't be shocking, I guess, if you shoot like crap consistently against top ten defenses and you can't shoot it as well um, against really good defenses. Um, so it's, I think there's something to be said there. I think if Wisconsin goes into a tournament playing teams that play teams that are ranked in the seventies all year and you play Wisconsin and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Wisconsin's hitting a couple more shots now. Well, yeah, because they're playing a defense that's ranked 70th as opposed to eighth every game. I mean, so I think there's something to be said there, but regardless, Tenpalm.com is a cool site to check out a number of different metrics. Anyway, um, unless you got anything more, Troy, we can get into this bracket.
0: No oh, first round games. Let's do it. First rounders. Let's go.
1: So Wednesday, March 10th, start of the Big Ten tournament. Uh, by the way, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday actions, first round, second round, quarterfinal action can all be found on Big Ten Network. Um, if you don't have the Big Ten network like me, because I live in Florida, and it's just it's difficult to get um, outside of straight up purchasing that alone. Uh, what you can do is a number of different things. Just Google it. And there's a, there's a few different ways you can potentially work your way around that. If you can't, and you know watch highlights and, <laughs> and go about it that way. But the semifinals and the finals will be on CBS. Um, so, you know. If you do miss the first before you year start,
0: youngster, I do want to say sure. that this will be the first year, first year that this, this show, this tournament show, is sponsored by Interpeak Coffee. So we want to thank them for their sponsorship yeah. of the show. So this is the first year that Interpeak Coffee has actually sponsored our Big Ten preview show for basketball. Love it. Love it. Go check out Interpeak Coffee at interpeakcoffee.com free delivery to your doorstep and a lot of specialty brews and it's brewed fresh when you order. It's not sitting on a shelf, youngster. Take it away.
1: There you go. So anyway, first day, Wednesday, uh, March 10th, first round. So again, there's 14 teams in the big 10. That's just what it is. So you have four teams on a double buy. You have, what is it? 10 teams that get a single buy at least. Um, So, there's only two games, that first Wednesday, March 10th. The first one is Northwestern-Minnesota. The second one is Penn State-Nebraska. Northwestern's the 12th seed. Minnesota's the 13 seed. For me, I'll start it off, um, and then we'll do kind of a snake action in terms of, you know, talking about these games. Um, but this Northwestern-Minnesota game, for me, Troy, Minnesota's, Minnesota's got more talent, um, but Minnesota's also lost seven straight games. Um, Northwestern started the year 3-0 in the Big Ten. They lost their next 13, and then they played another three, and they won those three. (laughs) So, they've been pretty nice in terms of playing basketball in the Big Ten, and then they were absolutely horrid, and then they started playing good basketball again. Um, So, I just, for this game, with the way Minnesota's been playing, with the way Northwestern's been playing, I will lean toward Northwestern um, and take what could be seen, I suppose, as an upset in terms of the uh, Big Ten seedings, it's not an upset. But I think, again, Minnesota has more talent. I think people understand that. But Northwestern's been hotter as of late.
0: Really, youngster? Really, you got to go with Northwestern right off the bat and pick the same team as me.
1: That's we'll, ridiculous. We'll have differences.
0: Okay, well, here's why I'm picking Northwestern. Is this game in Minnesota?
1: No, every single game is in no. Indianapolis for the next <laughs> month. Yeah. Well, I, I knew month. where the
0: game is. Where I wanted to, I wanted to just tell you what my reasoning was. You no, went I, through. We went through this on every show about Minnesota. They can play really good basketball at home, but they they actually lost at, here at the end of the season. But they haven't won on the road. They can't win games? on the road.
1: Right. It's not as though they can't win on the road, and and that's it as a blanket statement. They literally have not won on the road this year. Yeah, they can't win on the road. They've played, they've played 27 games this year. They won zero on the road. <laughs> so, just throwing that out there for context.
0: And that's why I'm taking Northwestern, because this is a road game. It's a neutral site, but it's a road game. It's not in Minnesota. So, yeah. we, we really don't need to get into this. Minnesota, Kevin, was no. a team that we thought would be on the brink of an NCAA bid, maybe on the bubble. And I'll tell you, if I'm that program, I'm probably disappointed in the outcome this year. Because that team, like you said, I'm not saying they're this Elite Eight team, even a Sweet 16 team, but you and I thought that in the Big Ten that they could be one of those I, I guess it would have been like the third-tier team right there trying to push into the middle. But those teams are usually on the bubble for the NCAA tournament. Right. And Michigan or Minnesota, I'm sorry, they just faltered on the road all year. Yep. And they didn't really play spectacular at home. So I would call this year a huge disappointment. And I really believe Northwestern is just going to take care of business on opening day in the Big Ten tournament. So
1: I got but what what's really sad about Minnesota is they were six and seven in the big ten. I mean, go nine and eleven and you're probably fine. um go three and four in your last seven, you're probably fine, but they couldn't go three and four they went 0 and seven so that's you know that's what's really disappointing. <laughs> they were right there, but then they just completely played themselves out of it um, so. Unfortunately, uh, there certainly could have been ten. Uh, there could have been eleven. I mean, if Indiana doesn't have, you know, lose five straight or seven and seven, <laughs> you know, go yeah, two and Yeah, for a three. time there,
0: there was it's eleven. Time. For a time, yeah. there was eleven teams that were going to make it.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah. So we agree there. Game number one. We're we're definitely not going to agree uh, throughout this show. Next up. Troy, the other game, second game, last game, on Wednesday, March 10th, the first round. Number 11, Penn State. Number 14, Nebraska. I'll let you start.
0: Well, Penn State always has this uh, way of, I guess, garnering false hope for their basketball fans. Like, just garnering false hope. But they've actually played – they're just inconsistent. But they can go out and they can play really well at times. And it's just funny because they're playing with an interim coach. The program had some problems, some – what are they called? Adversity. And all of a sudden you're looking – I did not think Penn State would be the 11th seed when we're talking about this tournament. I thought they would be 13 or 14. So you give them credit. They're out there playing. They don't have a – they do not have an NCAA tournament roster. No. But again, it's it's a tournament, and now you're playing Nebraska. I don't know. I know they're rebuilding, Kevin. But I've watched some of these Nebraska games, and it's like, okay, well, I'll give you another year. Yeah, recruit a little bit. I just think then I think Penn State has more experienced players. That. Can get it done against Nebraska. That's what I think. I think Penn State will move on.
1: So we agree again. I'm not going to really get into it, but Nebraska has been on the bottom of the Big Ten all year. Um, I think there's a reason for that. So <laughs> we uh, we're in agreement here. Uh, the second round, I think, is where we're going to potentially have some disagreements. Um, so first day, Wednesday, March 10th. There you go. Just the two opening games. To move on uh, to Thursday, March 11th, this is when we start seeing some more intriguing matchups, in my opinion. Maryland against Michigan State. It's the 8-9 matchup. The winner plays Michigan. Again, to quickly go over, I think Maryland's more on the brink um, than other people do. But as long as disasters don't happen, they should be fine going one and done in this tournament. Um, but if you lose by 15, and it kind of erases. That's what I was going to say, wins.
0: youngster. If they lose, it better be by a buzzer beater, or it better be by th- free throws because you had to foul. It had best right. not be a double digit loss.
1: Because yeah, then I'll take my out. statement
0: back that there's only eight teams going.
1: Right. Yeah. They. What? They, they might <laughs> win.
0: Maybe they beat Michigan State. Then I think Maybe. they're a lock.
1: I will. I will let you. Uh, you start.
0: So, as I looked at it last night, youngster, when all the brackets were out there, and I know we were going to do the show today, I was checking it out, going, man, I really got to go to bed, I got to get up early. I probably spent more time on this game than any other game in the tournament (laughs) as I went through it. And here's the reason. I know Michigan State just won on Sunday. Convincingly, you know, they played really good against Michigan. But if you remember earlier, like even a week ago, Michigan State played two really great games. Oh, then they pooed to bet. I know they're playing good, and you never bet against Tom Izzo in March, right? But I've seen a very inconsistent Michigan State team that can go out there and play with the best of them and beat the best of them, but then they can lay an egg and lose by 18. Maryland is playing for their life. They know they're playing for their life. Because, like you said, they might be okay going one and done. But as you said, youngster, what happens if these automatic bids start going to teams that were not supposed to be in the NCAA? And the domino starts falling and falling and falling and falling and falling. Like you said, their resume sucks at the end of this year. It's terrible. And to to lose one and done in the Big Ten – if the dominoes fall against them, I don't. I, like I said, I'll go back. There's eight teams then. I think, though, however, youngster, I've learned the hard way doing brackets. I've learned the hard way doing this show. Do not bet against Tom Izzo in March. And I do think Sunday proved enough to me. I didn't think Michigan State was going to beat Michigan. They proved no. me wrong. And so I'm taking Michigan State. Which means that Maryland will probably win so for Maryland fans, you should be happy I'm taking Michigan State, which means your team is gonna beat them and be in the big dance but I'm taking Michigan State youngster
1: me as well um, so so far we are we are right in agreement um, it, for me I just again Maryland I think this is a nice revenge game for Michigan state too because what kind of got them nervous about making the NCAA tournament after they got hot was losing to Maryland, um, the way they did. I, I think it was like 17 points, something like that. Uh, Maryland crushed them. Um, so I, I think, especially with the way Michigan State's playing right now, I think when their back is against a wall, I think when they know they need a win, um, and this is big 10 tournament time, I, I think Izzo will have his guys ready. I think they'll be ready. I, truly think they're a more talented team um, than Maryland is. I think they're figuring out. Michigan State on on.
0: paper is better than six or seven teams in the Big Ten. Like, if you take the rosters and just throw records away, yeah, Yeah. talent-wise, they're they're one of the top six teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, I agree. In my mind, in my mind anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. They're not fantastic. Um, they're not a great three-point shooting team. They don't have a natural point guard. They don't have a big who, not necessarily, has to be dominant. Um, Bingham's really talent. Bingham's really talented, but he's just he's so out physical because he's so lanky because he's that's just his body build. He's just very lanky, and so going against Garza, going against Dickinson, going against Coburn, going against. Any of these thick bigs in the Big Ten, he just gets pushed around. Um, he can use his length and get around that, but he just gets out physical. They don't have that true center to match up. Um, so Michigan State has holes, but again, just pure talent-wise, top to bottom on the roster, they're to me they're right there with Ohio State, and Ohio State's just you know played much better than Michigan State has this year. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I do think Michigan State. Gets past Maryland. Uh, the next game in the Big Ten tournament here on Thursday. Um, these games start pretty early, by the way. These first three days, I believe they start like 11:30. I think it's Central. I think it's Yeah,
0: that's gonna really put a damper on my work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, these games do start early, just so you know, uh, for the fans listening in. So these back-to-back-to-back-to-back games on Thursday and Friday. They start early, and they're just, like I said, back-to-back-to-back-to-back. They go all day long. Um, So next game, Ohio State plays the winner of Northwestern Minnesota. Again, we both have Northwestern there, so Ohio State-Northwestern 5-12 matchup on Thursday, day two. Um, Ultimately, Ohio State's been the better team than Northwestern all year long. I don't think that changes. I'm not going to go more in-depth on that.
0: No, no upset here for me, youngster. You know I like to go off. You know I like to go off the grid sometimes in these prediction shows. Can't can't do it here. Ohio State's too good. Too good to yeah. lose to a Northwestern
1: team. Yes. There you go. Next game. Uh, two more on this day: Rutgers, Indiana, the seven ten matchup. Um, it, this is this is an interesting game, like Maryland, Michigan State. This is two teams that are. You could say evenly matched. Obviously, Rutgers has played better basketball this year than Indiana has. But again, Indiana was seven and seven at one point. Um, they could have finished ten and ten if they played 20 games. They only played 19. But point being, Rutgers finished ten and ten. Um, it's just Indiana played like garbage down the stretch. They lost five straight. Um, so these teams are fairly close in terms of talent. Um, Indiana's got Trace Jackson. Davis who's one of the best bigs in the Big Ten. Rutgers doesn't necessarily have a great big, uh, but Rutgers has more consistent, better, older guards. Um, that's that's really the difference here. And in college basketball, to me, you can have that dominant big, um, and you can play through that, and they can lead you to you know a deep run in March. But to me, I'd just rather have better guard play consistently. That's just me. Unless you have one of those, you know, Garza's, then obviously I'd rather have a Garza than. You know, a a couple better guards um, because guards that can just completely take over a game. But point being, like again, Trace Jackson Davis is good from Indiana, um, but they also lost five straight down the stretch for a reason. So they weren't over, able to overcome that just because of him. Um, for me personally, I have Rutgers beating Indiana and truly knocking Indiana out in terms of hopes of making it into the dance.
0: All right, this is getting too boring, youngster. It's getting too boring,
1: Uh-oh.
0: too boring. But I, I, can't, I can't take Indiana. I can't take them.
1: <laughs>
0: like, like, like you said, and it's not because I've been on the Rutgers bandwagon for five years. That, that's not the reason. Rutgers is playing better basketball right now. Indiana has yeah. completely shot themselves in the foot. The only way they're getting in the tournament is to win the Big Ten tournament. And oh, by the way, you're not even getting onto your first round game. Rutgers wins. I mean, it just there you go. It goes down to who who's playing basketball right now, and Indiana's not. You don't just flip the light switch, not when you're a program like Indiana. So I'm going with Rutgers.
1: Gonna, so this is. I was say So it.
0: after these games, youngster, five games, blah blah blah, we picked the same teams.
1: Yeah. But I, I think our reasons are valid. That's, you know, again, could we go 2-3, and 1-4 and four on those picks? Sure we could, but I don't think we're we being reasonable. We
0: go 0-5 so for all we know.
1: <laughs> True. Um, last game on Thursday, and maybe this is where it gets interesting for you, Troy, number six, Wisconsin, plays the winner of Penn State-Nebraska. We both think Penn State moves on. So Wisconsin, Penn State, 6-11. I'll let you talk about those to start.
0: Well, I know I said I gave up on the Badgers, right? I gave up on the Badgers just because they're so inconsistent shooting. Defensively, I don't know where this great, hard-nosed Wisconsin Badger defense, we're going to grind it out, we're going to make you work hard. They've given up mega points to a lot of good offensive teams, and I don't want to hear, yeah, well, they're good offensive teams. Yeah, go ahead,
1: Troy. I want to. Yeah, I, <laughs> you you, <laughs> you exactly brought up the point I was going to bring up. As uh, I, I I looked up Ken Palm and just I was just curious as to what Wisconsin's defense actually ranked this year. And yeah, it was 13th. And it's like, how in the world is that possible? I, exactly the point you just said. I don't want to hear that it's against really good offenses. Well, that's that's the reason. That's the reasoning for it. Um, so Wisconsin's defense might be better than we think just because they've been playing so many good offenses all year. Their offense might be better than we think just because they've been playing so many good defenses here. We'll find out in March, uh, not in March, but in the NCAA tournament. You'll find out in the
0: NCAA tournament, and you're going to get a taste of how bad they are against Penn State. (laughs) Penn State moves on. And and I'm not saying this, youngster, just because I gave up on them. Go back and look at Wisconsin-Penn State games. Penn State is always a pesky mouse for Wisconsin, even when Wisconsin's really good and Penn State was really bad. Penn State is always pesky against Wisconsin. You want to know why? Because they can shoot from the outside. Penn State teams can shoot from the outside. And what happens is Wisconsin defends, 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 but Penn State makes three-pointers. Penn State, to me, Kevin, is a team I always dislike on the schedule because they always give the Badgers a hard time. Not so much at the Kohl Center, but whenever they go to Penn State, I, like, got to cover my ears because I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to Penn State. And even in their good years, they're faltering to Penn State. Go ahead.
1: They played twice this year. Um, Exactly what you mentioned. At Penn State, they lost 81-71. Um, so, you know, that, that was, that was that Wisconsin shot 25. and then they won I- Exactly. Um, Wisconsin scored 72 points, basically the same output. They just held Penn state to 56. Um, so it's, you know, Penn state shot it well <laughs> one day. Um, uh, the other day they didn't shoot it well. Um, so, you know, Wisconsin actually in that win against Penn State they shot 50% from three which is quite incredible for them this year but
0: probably the last yeah. time they did it all year
1: <laughs> it might have been it feels like it was because I don't remember the last time saying they shot 50% from three um, but yeah so
0: no it's been more yeah. like 30 percent and that's that's why I'm doing this youngster Penn State and Wisconsin are actually if you think about it just take the names off the back of the jerseys they are mirror images of what they're doing this year as far as strategy and what they want to accomplish. Penn State will be in a game if they're hitting their three-pointers. Wisconsin will be in a game if they're hitting their three-pointers. Wisconsin wants to jack up 43-pointers a game. That's what they've been doing. I know defensively they're better than Penn State, but if we remember two oh, was it? it would have been three years ago now, a number one seed in Virginia – Couldn't defend the three-point shot, and bam, mighty number one went down. This isn't even a 116 city youngster. This is a Penn State team, and I'm not saying they're a scary team. I'm just saying that the way Penn State plays against Wisconsin, Penn State could beat Wisconsin, and Wisconsin has not been playing well. I know they held their own against Iowa. But if, you're, if you watch the game, coach got kicked out, got ejected, bam, out of the game. That is frustration, youngster. That is frustration yeah. within the program. Wisconsin is one and done in the Big Ten tournament. Penn State moves on.
1: There you go. So Wisconsin's schedule, by the way, I, I was curious just to see who they beat this year. Um, they beat Michigan State. That's That's a tournament team. They beat Louisville very early in the year. That's a tournament team. Um, and then, outside of that, they beat Maryland once and they beat uh, Rutgers once. That was also... Since since those wins, they've played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 games. They're 2-8 and, ten, two and eight in the last 10. They beat Penn State it's- once. They beat Nebraska one. That's it.
0: And I'll guarantee, oh, sorry, youngster, sorry. if you go back to those ten games and broke. look at the three, po- the three they point percentage,
1: they beat Northwest Oh yeah, throw Northwestern, so Northwestern. Three
0: and seven. It's three still not seven. gonna. It's still not gonna disprove my point. Go back and look at the three point shooting in all those games, and look at the number of attempts from three point land. You're living and dying by the three point shot. And guess what? In the NCAA tournament. Are you going to get hot for five games? I doubt it. I really doubt it. Frustration yeah, yeah, level weird. boils over. Wisconsin done, first round, Big Ten tournament. Or technically second round.
1: Yeah. righty. So, moving to the quarterfinals here. <clears throat> um, you, so we do have our Are first. you
0: picking that game or what? Who are you picking, oh.
1: youngster? All right. I... I. I, I didn't realize that I didn't go over my pick. I'm actually disagreeing with you. <clears throat> I am going with, with Wisconsin in this game, but Yeah, I we
0: disagree on one. Yeah, yeah all right.
1: It uh, it is more of a toss up game than what probably most people think. So I will agree with you there in that sense. Um uh, quarter final action. So Friday, March what day is that? Twelve. Um finally Michigan gets to play after a double bye. Again, they played the winner of Maryland-Michigan State. Uh, we both think that Michigan State advances, so this will be the third time in four games for Michigan State, the third time in three games for Michigan that Michigan plays Michigan State. <laughs> um, uh, this game to me, <clears throat> Troy, I Michigan played 100%. They tried their all. Um, against Michigan State. It was not as though Michigan didn't care. We talked about it on last week's show that it'll be interesting to see what Joan Howard does. Will he give his team more rest to end the regular season? Because it seemed literally pointless. If they lose that game, they're still a one seed in the NCAA tournament, most likely. And again, they already clinched the one seed for the Big Ten tournament. How much does it actually matter? When that game, I mean, they, they were going balls to the wall. I can say that on this show. They were going balls to the wall as far as trying to win this game. And they were very excited when there would be highs for Michigan in that game. Um, There was no put the foot off the gas uh, for the Wolverines in that game. I will say, too, that Eli Brooks, I think he twisted I know he twisted his ankle. It's just a matter of how severe it is. Um, He's a senior guard for Michigan. He was one of their key contributors. He's not their best or second or third best player, but he is a key contributor. Um, he averages over 8 points a game, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, he shoots well from 3, and he's a senior, which matters a lot. So he twisted his ankle. Um, There's been no update from Juwan Howard, from anyone, as to how severe it was. Immediately, he had to get carried off um, the court in that game. He had a brace on it for the rest of the game. I don't know how severe it is. I'm assuming he doesn't play in the Big Ten tournament. I don't know I'm sure we'll know more come uh, NCAA tournament time, but I'm assuming he'll be out in this game as well, which is just, again, another good senior guard body that they'll be missing. Um, That said, I I, I don't think it's outlandish to say that Michigan is better than Michigan State. How much desperation Michigan State has left in it um, to play super well and beat Michigan – I don't know. I know there was a different energy level the second time these two teams played as opposed to the first. Like, Michigan State truly cared. Um, and, again, they knew they needed to get a win at some point soon to get into the NCAA tournament. And, again, that, that's that's what they did on Sunday. But at, at the end of the day, I do think Michigan is better than Michigan State. So I'll just go based on that, that I'll pick Michigan to advance. But, truly, I, I think Michigan State could very easily – Win this game just based on Michigan, maybe not going a thousand percent, not having Eli Brooks because they feel somewhat comfortable right now. They want to get a little bit of rest. Um, they're not in desperation mode, as not nearly as much as you know, Michigan State could be. And Michigan State's feeling confident because they just beat Michigan, so it could go Michigan State's way. I'm just picking the better overall team in my mind.
0: Well if you remember what I said about my debate with the Maryland game with Michigan state is they play really well and then they have a letdown. So they played really well against Michigan. I'm not saying they're going to have a letdown, but now all the talk is that they've solidified a spot in the NCAA tournament cool. and, and on top of that, if they, well, we we were talking about them playing Michigan, they'd now beat Maryland. So a team on the bubble, they just beat that team what I mean, there's going to be motivation there. They're going to be confident. But I think from Howard's standpoint, and again, I always got to admit, youngster, I always got to admit, I didn't think Howard could get it done to Michigan. He's done it. This guy is somehow motivating these players, and he's taking the program to possibly a number one seed, right? But I talked about it earlier. I think Juwan Howard knows if they drop another game to Michigan State, their chance at a number one seed may have just went down the toilet. So we thought we saw it balls to the wall on Sunday. I think you're going to see balls to the wall. First game against Michigan State, again, to get one win. If they get that win, then they're pretty much guaranteed a number one seed, in my opinion. But if they lose, then you got a committee sitting here going, well, you lost back-to-back games against Michigan State. Are you really a number one seed?
1: Right. All all it could take is Ohio State winning the Big Ten and saying, well, oh, maybe Ohio State's better, or Iowa winning the Big Ten, and the committee saying, yeah, maybe we'll move Iowa up one spot. Uh, maybe Alabama cruises through the SEC tournament, and instead of a two, they're a one. Maybe Houston just dominates everyone in the American, and it's like, Oh, Michigan State or Michigan's not playing that well. Houston's killing everybody. Yeah, let's give them the one um, and make Michigan the two. Like maybe that happens. Um, you know, so it it is possible if Michigan loses the last two and other teams step up and win their conference tournaments, which you expect most two seeds um, to do, um, aka one seeds in their respective conference tournament. Then you know, yeah, maybe you see a little flip flop there. So yeah, you are correct there. What's what's your pick in this game?
0: Yeah, Michigan. Taking Michigan.
1: Okay. Fair enough. So we uh, are back to agreeing there. And alrighty, just just nabbing your uh, picks in my little document here. Okay, moving on. Uh, number four, Purdue. Number five, Ohio State. This game, uh, I, we both Yeah, this is gonna
0: this is gonna be a good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we both see these two teams uh, matching up because we don't think Ohio State's losing to a much lesser team in the round before. Uh, Purdue also gets a double bye. These two teams, in terms of playing uh, each other this year, Purdue beat Ohio State at home 67-60. And then at Ohio State, Purdue also won that uh, by 67 65 They're two lower-scoring games. Um, so shout-out to Purdue's defense because Ohio State likes to get out and run. Purdue has won their last five games. They're six and one in their last seven. Um, they're playing good basketball. Um, they're, yeah, uh, they're playing good basketball. Um, and Edie, the I, I don't even know how tall he is seven three, whatever he is um, seven four. He's 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 playing much better than what a there. There's something to be said, Troy, for a seven footer. Um, in college basketball, and you can be a freshman and you can be really good. Uh, when you're 7'3", when you're 7'4", at least to me, I look at you sideways uh, because it's like, okay, you, you could be this ridiculously 7'3", seven, 7'4", seven, dominating big number one pick in, you know, the NBA draft. That That's not this kid. Um, so it makes me, again, look at you sideways like, okay, if you're 7'3", seven, 7'4", seven, you're a freshman in college basketball – How good are you actually? Is this your second year playing basketball? Is this your first year in the United States because you moved from whatever country to play basketball and Purdue gave you a scholarship? Like, how good are you actually? Because you're so tall, you could be so dominant. Are you? And this kid, to start the year, he wasn't fantastic. um, But coming down the stretch, he is finding his own. Uh, for sure. Again, this kid's massive, and he averages 4.5 rebounds a game. So, again, it it makes you wonder. It makes your head scratch. Um, He averages over 14 minutes a game. So he's not a dominating 35-minute-a-game guy averaging 25 and 13. Um, But, again, to my point, he's really picked up. He's becoming a legitimate contributor. And with how big he is, obviously that can be a massive difference maker. Um, So he's playing really well. Um, Then Jaden Ivey is a freshman, too, that they have. He's a guard. He's, like I mentioned on last week's show, he's going to be averaging 10 points a game come the end of the year because he's just picking up steam. He's, in my opinion, becoming their best player. Um, And he is right on the dot now, averaging 10 points a game. Last show he wasn't. Um but, and then they also have Travion Williams, who's a big that they have, averages fifteen and eight. he's you know he's just a good big. Um, so Purdue's freshmen are really coming along. They have Travion Williams, they have other guards that play well. They're really coming into their own. um they're not to me, they're not making the elite eight um, barring an upset or two, but they are a good team. Uh, there's no way that they're just in my opinion, going to be one and done. I, I think they're going to be tough to beat, um, and it's going to take a good, a really good team to beat them. I think that happened earlier than later, but I do see Purdue being a problem for someone, uh, someone pretty good come the NCAA tournament. So anyway, my pick in this game, um, Purdue-Ohio State. I do actually have Ohio State winning. <laughs> I'm not going to talk as much about Ohio State, but... Just top to bottom, I think Ohio State is deeper. I think Ohio State has a number of different options who have proven themselves. They're a lot older um, in terms of who their best players are. I think Ohio State has been playing worse as of late, for sure, as opposed to Purdue. Um, but I don't... I I think it's going to take a game like this for Ohio State to build confidence again. I don't think they continue losing. They've lost their last four. Um, but it's kind of misleading because of the teams they've played, how close those games have been. Like they lost to Michigan, like 92-87 or something. Um, They're playing really well. They're just coming up short against really, really good teams. Um, So I do think Ohio State gets on the right track, and they actually do beat Purdue. But I think Purdue's a good one.
0: Yeah, Purdue's going to be a good tournament team, youngster. I was going to interrupt you, but I let you keep going. I was drinking my rock star. When you're talking about Eddie, and his body, and, you know, why isn't he dominating at seven three? I know you always like analogies from the old man and story time from the old man. Well, when I played high school soccer, I was a really good youngster, but I probably weighed a buck 40 wet going to the great University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. I was a good player, technically sound. I played on a really good high school team, a good traveling team. thought I was really good, and then I started to go to college, and I found out that my 140 pound frame is probably just not enough for college. I need to get in the weight room. I need to work on some things. I didn't, I practiced hard in high school, but I really practiced hard at UW Whitewater. I was a good player, but everybody's a good player when you go to college. And I look at this guy, and when you're 7'3 in high school, youngster, how much did he really have to work on on his game? I mean, think about it. And I and I'm not blaming the coaches he had or anything seven like four. that. He's seven seven four. four. Yeah. How much did he have to work on in high school? The, the coach. So this is my thing, and I I don't know the coach. I don't even I don't know anything about the history. But if you got a kid like that. Oh, just give him the ball. Give him the ball. He'll just, he'll just jam it. He'll just play inside. He'll just jam it. We won't. It won't my point to this is I've seen a lot of coaches that have great players that are so physically dominating that just give them the ball and they're going to make something special happen because nobody else is as big as them or as strong as them or as quick as them right. in high school. Right. I coached that U14 team. You've heard me talk about this team a million times, youngster. I had a player on that team that ended up playing four years of high school football because he was better at football than he was soccer, but he loves soccer in the summer. And this guy, Kevin, was at least four inches taller than any team that we played. What do you think I did on corner kicks? It's like, yeah, you're going to be the main man on corner kicks. There you go. Put it on his head. Do you know how many corner kick goals we scored? Because (laughs) the guy was just physically better than everybody. But – I, I knew he was going to play football, but I still worked with him when he was, like, in the box. I'm like, these, they're going to try to do this. They're going to do this. I need you to work on this and work on this. I worked with him so he could get open on corner kicks. Right. But my point to this is the guy was just physically bigger than everybody else, so he was a beast inside the box on a corner kick. As long as my guy making that corner kick could get it in the vicinity of his head, we were going to score.
1: <laughs> right.
0: I mean, that is a great weapon to have. So when you look at this guy, I just wanted to say that because I heard you talking about, oh let's, let's see where this guy is in two years, because we'll still be doing this show. This guy's now got to adjust to college where everybody's just as good as he is. Yeah, he's still got a height advantage? Oh yeah, but sc- skill-wise and all the footwork, all those other things, everybody else is just as good as he is. The only thing the other people oh, yeah. don't have is they don't have a size, so I'm well, going to put it there anyway. My my pick in this game, youngster, can't believe, can't believe this. I thought we'd have more disagreements.
1: <laughs> you,
0: you mentioned you mentioned Ohio State and how close they played Purdue at home at away. I, I agree with you. I think I think Ohio State's going to get on a little run in this tournament and take down Purdue.
1: All righty, there we go. So it, I did yeah, not plan. I, just,
0: I did not plan on talking about Eddie for five minutes on this show. By the way, you brought it up.
1: No, me either. Yeah, me either. I, I just, I just go what's on in my head. Um, for for the most part, I, I do do my homework and you know want to make certain talking points. But regardless, um, just my last point with that is you don't see many dominant seven four players in college basketball. Because if they are then again they're the number one pick in the nBA draft, and how many times does that happen uh, like never I mean, once every year there's like a seven footer who's really good um but how good are they are they are they really good in college, or are they just absolutely dominating everybody like it It almost rarely happens, so those seven three seven four seven five college basketball players like taco Fall for u c f it's like he's good because he's seven six, but he's not dominating literally every single game he plays. So, Um, Youngster, we don't want to get
0: way off on the tree branches today because of how long this show is already going to be. But I think we can simply say those big guys like that, unless they can go to the three-point line and drain it, they're not playing in the NBA. That's the way the NBA game is. If you could be dominant inside with a big body frame, maybe, but the NBA, Kevin, is all shooting. I mean, look at Giannis. Giannis can do it. You've got to be physically gifted like Giannis, but you've got to be able to go outside and shoot or be that dominant. And these seven-footers right. coming in, again, goes back to my point. That's why I brought up the story about me going, i got to work on things. Sometimes in high school when you have that dominant player as a coach, it's like, I want to win. So, yeah, you're going to college right. anyway because you're so big. We're, we're going to just worry about winning. And it's yeah. not the right thing. Believe me, it's not the right attitude. But as right. a high school coach, when you got a guy like that, what do you want to do? You want to win. Right. So what are the, pl- what are the plays are you going to run up? Oh, yeah, go, you know, go post up. We're going to give you the ball. You know, there you go. Work on your hook shot. There you go. Work, work on this move. Boom. Slam it home, Joe. That's all you got to do. And score 50 points. So, right. all right, carry on. Enough of that. Next game.
1: Technically, they're just not as sound. They don't. They haven't worked on their game as much, um, necessarily. That's that's just kind of the way I see it. Moving on. Um, number two, Illinois. They get a double bye. They play the winner of Rutgers, Indiana. We both said Rutgers will win that game. So Illinois plays Rutgers in their first game again, Friday, March twelfth. Not to be boring, um, Troy. But you've seen a couple of my tweets. I believe you commented on one of them. Um, a, you know my thoughts on this Illinois team right now, and so I I will and just leave it here. Away.
0: We go, blah blah blah, Big Ten I'm, tournament I'm, prediction show. I I can't imagine you're picking Rutgers to upset Illinois. And here's the thing, I, you you get I I guess the word is you get emotionally attached to some of these Big yep. Ten teams. You do.
1: You yep.
0: I don't. <laughs> I don't because I'm an old guy. I'm a Gen X. You're a millennial. I don't get emotionally attached. However, Illinois is a good team. Illinois is a really, 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 really good team. I'm taking Illinois. There's no way Rutgers beats Illinois. No way. Not with the rest that Illinois gets. And in this COVID year, the rest is very important. Illinois is just too good. So I have Illinois, and I guarantee you have Illinois moving on in this.
1: (laughs) Yes. I'll I'll leave it at that. All right. So let me uh, let me put your pick in here. That's not how you spell Rutgers. Okay. There you go. Okay. So last game on Friday, uh, March twelfth is number three Iowa. They get the winner of Wisconsin, probably Penn State if Penn State gets past Nebraska. So Iowa plays Wisconsin. We both have that. We've seen these two teams. No! 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 No!
0: No! I have Iowa against Penn State. Uh.
1: Sorry, yes, yes, you picked that upset. Um, okay, so for me, I'll go very quick here. Um, Iowa-Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I was surprised at how well Wisconsin played Iowa. I thought Potter played pretty well um, in that game, and I didn't see the entire game, but the moments that I saw, Potter was playing pretty well. Um, I Again, I do think Wisconsin – I'll be very curious to see their first round NCAA tournament matchup. I know you're going to be picking against them, but I'm very, <laughs> very curious to to see who they will. I be didn't playing. even watch.
0: Hey, youngster, you watched more of that Iowa Wisconsin game than I did. Yes. I didn't even have it on the radio like I normally do. I didn't even. I looked at the recap when it was over.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I told you I'm frustrated with Badger basketball. Yeah. Potter played well. Last time he played well was probably in December.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, we'll we'll obviously get to see how this Wisconsin team plays. Um, but yeah, so uh, for me, I do have Iowa beating Wisconsin. For you, Troy, it's Iowa Penn State. What What are your thoughts there? Yeah,
0: well, Penn Penn State. How is Penn State going to defend in the paint? They're not yeah, going they to. Garza right. could have 40 or 50 points in this game, literally. And, le- and the only way Penn State has a chance with my pick of Penn State over Wisconsin is Penn State has to shoot like 70% from three-point land. they got they got to let Garza get his two, and they got to make three. Garza gets his two, they make three. Garza gets his two, right. they, you see where I'm going with this. Well, they're not making 100% of their shots, but Garza's probably going to shoot 85%. Because they have nobody to defend in the paint. So I'm I'm not saying Penn – well, you know, Penn State could get embarrassed. Because Garza's a really good college player. And I want to bring this up quick, youngster. I don't remember who I was listening to this morning on the way into work. But they were talking about the NCAA with COVID, that every senior can come back and play if they want to. Yeah. And I never really thought about this because the guy said, you know, if I'm an Iowa fan, the retiring guard's his number, he cried, he got sentimental. The guy made a very valid point, and you and I have talked about this. This guy's not a lottery pick in the NBA draft. He's a really no. good college basketball player, really good. Yeah. But what is he going to be in the NBA? Kind of to me – I. Th- I think, this this is not what I heard on the radio this morning coming in, Garza's like a Kaminsky. Kaminsky was dominating his senior year in college basketball. What's he doing in the NBA? He's now jumped from team to team to team. Good role player. A good role player gets a start here and there. That's the Garza resume probably in the NBA. Yeah. So this radio host had a great, uh, he said, if I'm an Iowa fan, Maybe Garza comes back and we make another run in the NCAA tournament. Because the guy the guy's still going to go to the NBA after next year, too, but he's just not ever what? going to be an NBA all-star. I was just throwing it out there because I heard that this morning. I was like, huh, yeah, you're right. The youngster and I talked about this. Garza's not an NBA
1: superstar.
0: He'll be a yeah. good role player. That's... And that's...
1: Go ahead. Next year is going to be very interesting to track um, which of these seniors come back, and you know, uh, because of eligibility. And it's like they were talking about the broadcast of one game I was watching uh, today, yesterday, whatever it was. They're talking about this grad transfer. It's like, eh, grad transfer, you know, senior. Well, he could come back next year and <laughs> and play again as a grad transfer uh, if he wants to. And it's like, yeah, like all these teams that like Wisconsin. If they really wanted No, to. I want them all
0: to go. No, they all need to go. They but just all the need to go.
1: These seniors can come back another year. Like, you can be a really good senior, but if you're not going to be a first-round pick, not going to be a lottery pick uh, in the NBA draft, like, what's the harm in being 23 as opposed to 22? At that point, you're older than most top prospects anyway. It's not going to matter that Garza's 23 as opposed to 22 coming out. That makes no difference. The difference is that Garza's 22 as opposed to an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, who so it's like, well, by the time that 19-year-old's 22, yeah, they could be better than Luca Garza. It's just they're three years away from that, four years away from that. Um, so you're picking, again, based on potential in the NBA because um, you have these guys for you know 15 years as opposed to three or four. So anyway, um, yeah, it's, it, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Um, With guys coming back, returning. In the one game, Iowa played Penn State, by the way, Troy. Iowa won that game 74-68. It was not a uh, super convincing victory. Garza in that game had 23. Shot only 50%, which is surprising. But, yeah, he had 23 points in that game. So, I'm sure he will have at least 23 um, in this game against Penn State. I recall, though,
0: youngster, wasn't that game really early in the season?
1: Wasn't it, like, mid-January? I believe it was earlier. Uh let me bring it up again here. Uh, uh, they were well actually hold on. <laughs> let me see here. Da, 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 da. No, it was really it was late February. I didn't think it was that late. Yeah, it was.
0: I, I thought February it was early.
1: Yeah, I thought it was earlier too. Well
0: but. I'm still not taking Penn State. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I can't. No. I was on the verge, youngster, and we may talk about it as we go through. Because I think now, maybe since we've only disagreed on one game, maybe we disagree about more as we move into the really competitive rounds. But I was got something to play for. If they win yeah, the they Big do. Ten tournament, they could possibly slide up into that one one line. I mean, that is yeah, huge absolutely. for them.
1: Absolutely, because right now, Illinois is slotted as a one, and if they meet in the semifinals and Iowa wins, and then Iowa wins the Big Ten tournament, that's like, yeah, you could easily put Iowa ahead of Illinois at that point. Um, so you could say Iowa replaces Illinois. That, that's what it really has come down to. Um, is Gonzaga and Baylor are absolute locks as one seed. Michigan is very close to being a lock. Um, not entirely, but very close. Uh, they for some of the committee members, I'm sure they are already locked. Uh, for others, maybe not as much. For Illinois, it's, it's teetering. If Illinois loses early in the Big Ten tournament and a team like Alabama wins the SEC tournament or you know the other teams I mentioned that are two seeds, uh, one of them being Iowa, one of them being Ohio State, if they win the Big Ten tournament, you could easily see them replacing Illinois. Um, so Illinois is really the team truly that has its one seed to play for. Um, out of all of them. but So, yeah, but to your point, Iowa's got a lot to play for. If they win the Big Ten tournament, they could be a one. If they lose in the first round, second round, and another team wins their conference tournament, they could fall to a they three. They could
0: fall to a three. Yeah.
1: Right. So there's certainly a difference there. Anyway, okay, so semifinals. Uh, finally, CBS action where I can most certainly – uh, watch these games if, well, regardless, I'll be able to tape them at that point. So I will certainly be watching one way or another. Um, on Saturday, March 13th, we both have. Maybe you one should Michigan just make fund. a road
0: trip, youngster, up to Wisconsin and come sit at my house. Right. I got Big Ten Network. There you go.
1: Right.
0: You're invited. Right. You're, 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 you can come anytime you want. But I got Big Ten Network.
1: Open door policy. All right. Good to know. Um, I'll, I'll be knocking on your door. My
0: wife will make you, my wife will make you some nice food to eat. You can sit on the couch and watch basketball.
1: Life could certainly be much worse. Um, so yeah, all right, I'll, <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, anyway, Michigan. Yeah, Mrs. Youngster would really
0: love that one. Yeah, I'm going to visit the old man for a couple of months. A couple of months.
1: <laughs> for the next month, just pure basketball. Uh, okay, so we have Michigan and Ohio State uh, both playing on Saturday in the semifinals. This is the one versus five matchup because we both see Ohio State beating uh, Purdue, and then we both have uh, Michigan getting past Michigan State. So again, we both have Michigan on Ohio State in this game. Um, I will let you start, Troy.
0: Well, you just brought it up, young sir, about Ohio State and where they're at, and I had mentioned on the last game that I think this team actually gets a little momentum, makes a little bit of run in this tournament. Michigan wants that win against Michigan State so bad because they lost at the end of the year. Rivalry game, let's go back, let's knock the snot out of them, but then I think in the next game against this Ohio State team, which is a very good team, I think they're actually going to take down Michigan in this game, not because Michigan is a worse team. I just think the timing of it all and what's at stake, Michigan State will have come off that big win against Michigan State, like breathing a sigh of relief, like, okay, whoo, we got the win. We're probably going to be a number one seed. Yeah. Now we can just go back into cruise control, where Ohio State is sitting there going, Look, if we make a good run, maybe we can get a better seed, and we want to be playing better basketball going into the NCAA tournament. I just think right. one one game, forty minutes, Ohio State is better than Michigan in this game. That's all I got.
1: Fair enough. Uh, I do disagree with you there. I will. Well, I have picked Woo! Michigan to beat Ohio State. Yeah. yeah! So we, we finally have our second difference there. Um, like you said, just holistically, Michigan, probably better than Ohio State. Again, that Eli Brooks injury, I, they could play a big factor in this game if they play each other. Well, if I'm Howard, I don't
0: even – honestly, youngster, if I'm Howard, even if the kid says he wants to play and the trainer says, yeah, it's a little tender, ankle sprains, you played basketball, I played soccer, both sports, ankle sprains suck. They're the worst injury to have in a basketball, as a basketball player – or a soccer player because there's so much stopping, turning, yeah. cutting. I would not play this guy in the whole Big Ten tournament. Not when you have so much more at stake because you yep. tweak it again and then it's an injury you have all year. I had, I had teammates that had ankle sprains all year. I coached players that had ankle sprains all year. The only thing that cures an ankle sprain is rest. Yeah. Not tape, not yeah. more tape, not more tape. It is rest. Only thing that cures it. Right. So if I'm Howard, I'm like, sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. You're not playing till the NCAA tournament. Put your jogging right. suit on, sit at the end of the bench.
1: Yep.
0: That's what I would do as a coach. But I don't yeah. know. Again, Howard is... I mean, like I said, he has surprised me. He's doing really well. What?
1: Yeah, carry uh, on. I, yeah, I, I'll be curious to see what happens there. I, Even from a medical standpoint, I almost see them sitting him from that perspective as though, you know, he can't play. Um, I. That's what I'm more worried about is if he's not able to play in uh, the NCAA tournament. That's that would hurt Michigan for sure. Um, again, not their best player, not their second-best player, but he's good. Um, so that, that'll that definitely hurt them to not have Eli Brooks. Um, but, again, I just think at the end of the day, Dickens is too much for Ohio State. Ohio State, they have E.J. Liddell, um, but E.J. Liddell is like 6'7". Um, that's, you know, they're short when it comes to bigs. Um, L- Liddell's great, but from a from a size standpoint, he's nothing compared to, Dickinson, who's seven-two, so I just think it ends up being too much. But should be a very entertaining game. I missed the other game these two teams play when it was you know ninety-something to eighty-something, so I'm certainly going to watch that game one way or another. Um, should be a good one. The other semifinal, um, I have Illinois, Iowa, and you have Illinois, Iowa. So nice and nice and easy to talk about. I will let you uh, start that one as well.
0: Oh, I'm hoping we disagree on this one too, because I know you're a huge Illinois fan. I just, I just look at Iowa, Kevin, and the motivation that they have. Like they really can see this number one seed with that Big Ten trophy. Mm-hmm. And I know Illinois is good, and they've they've got a good deep roster. But Iowa is one of those teams that is—they're just solid. They're—they're they're just a solid team. And I know it goes through Garza, but they, I think a lot gets lost with this team. Everything's like Garza this, Garza that. But they've got players around him, too, that can step up and play the game. I think they beat Illinois. I think it's going to be a great game. This could be one of the best games in the Big Ten tournament right here. I do think yeah. Illinois is a good, I just said it before, a really, really, really good team. But Iowa's really good, too, and I think a lot of times all of these role players around Garza, they, they just get overlooked. They're like, oh, it's the Garza show, Garza show, Garza show. But if you look at their games, they've got different players that can step up and help that team. And I just think the motivation from Iowa's side that, look, we got to lay it all on the court, lay it all on the court for that Big Ten championship. I think Iowa's just going to be a little bit, More than Illinois, it could even be an overtime game, could be a double overtime game. I think it's going to be that close. To me, this was a coin flip game. Like, yeah, Illinois can go out and do this. Iowa can do this. But then I was just looking at it going, you know what, Illinois, everybody's saying you're number one seed. Iowa in the back of their mind, like, yeah, watch this. Screw you. We're going to beat you. Yeah. And I really play a lot of that in these tournament things, Kevin. Being the former right. coach I am and how I used to motivate players in tournament time, those little things like that may not mean much to the people listening to our show, but as a former coach, youngster, when it was tournament time, any little piece of motivation that I could give my guys to get yep. 10% more, yep. that's what I'd give them. And I think that's what I was going to have, and I think they have just a little bit more effort than Illinois and they eke it out and they move on to the championship.
1: So, for me, um, I didn't necessarily talk about Illinois before um, in the last round, but for me, I don't see Illinois losing another game this entire season. Um, so, with, with with that in mind, I do see Illinois beating Iowa. Um, just The way that uh, Illinois, for basically the majority of the year, outside of um, Iota Sunmu's injury um, to his face, uh, where he is now wearing a mask because supposedly he broke his nose, Um, he played his last game. They played Ohio State with that mask, and they won um, at Ohio State. The game prior to that, they beat Michigan at Michigan without the Sunmu, who is their best player, by 23 points. Um, I think that this team is really coming around because, in particular, Coburn's great um, on the inside as an extremely thick seven-footer who can do a number of things really well. Um, but Andre Corbello, the freshman point guard that they have, um, he's phenomenal. Like hes <laughs> He was a top-50 recruit. He was not a top-10, top-15 recruit. Um, but there's no way in hell, and again, I can say that on this show, there's no way in hell that he's the 40-something best freshman in college basketball. He is, he's playing, to me, you can easily tell that he's an NBA player, and he's a freshman point guard who comes off the bench for this team because of how good their other guards are. You have three other guards. I'd be surprised if the three other guards on this team aren't playing professionally somewhere, Desunmu is definitely going to be an NBA lottery pick, in my opinion. Um, But Colburn's going to be an NBA big um, as well, as far as his efficiency, because he's not a three-point shooter at all. That's a different story. He's definitely going to be an NBA player. is an NBA player. And like I said, is coming off the bench, and Curbelo, to me, is easily a lock for being an NBA point guard it just goes to show how good the other guards are. It goes to show how good this team is top to bottom. Um, they're rolling as of late and that was without the sun move for three games. So to me, this team, <laughs> they've got really, really, really good guards. And then they've got a top three, top four big in all of college basketball and Coburn. Um, all their guards can shoot. I, to me, this team's rolling, um, and they've got backup a backup big at six nine. They've got a backup guard if you need a fourth, uh, sorry, a fifth um, at that point. And DeMonte Williams, who plays 25 minutes a game, as their fifth best guard. And this team's they can get into foul trouble one game, like they did against Ohio State um, with Coburn, and in the second half, and they were able to still beat Ohio State after playing like crap in that second half. In the first half, they were without a guard because he got two super early fouls, um, and they, again, still at Ohio State, they won that game. So just to me, their freshmen are playing really well, um, and everyone knows about the stars that they have into Sunmoon Sun and Coburn. So to me, Illinois is just rolling, and I don't think it's going to stop. Um, so I do have Illinois beating Iowa. Like you said, Troy, it should be a really good game because Iowa's fantastic, and the person that said that it's Garza and a bunch of bad players, they have a guy who's a guard in Joe Wees camp who's going to be in the NBA, who averages 15 and 6, and he shoots over 50 percent from the field as a guard, and he shoots over 48 percent from three. So no, it's not just Garza and a bunch of nobodies. It's Garza and an NBA player and a bunch of other nice pieces as well that can also shoot, which makes Iowa very dangerous. So
0: they play good anyway. team basketball. That's what Iowa does. Yeah. Yes. I mean, how'd they beat Wisconsin? I mean, Wisconsin. So, again, youngster, I didn't watch the game, the Wisconsin-Iowa game, because, again, I told you my frustrations with Wisconsin. I was done. Tired of it. But Wisconsin seemed to have gave a lot in this game. So how do you beat that team then? you got to play good team basketball. Iowa's been playing good team basketball for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, they're a good team. I mean, they're slotted yeah, right now as a two-seed. Right. Yeah, Illinois is slotted as a one-seed. I mean, this is a potential, if you look at it, potentially, if you're looking at the NCAA tournament, you're talking about an Elite Eight game. That right. would be the matchup.
1: And this is a So, yeah, semi-final. it's going to be a good one. <laughs> this is a semifinal in the Big Ten, which, by the way, Michigan-Ohio State would also be a one-two matchup. That's an Elite Eight game. That's another semifinal in the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> The, the, again, there's four teams that could easily be in the Elite Eight. They're supposed to be in the Elite Eight. Four. So. Uh, well, we know it
0: won't uh, work that way. It won't work that way, but we can dream.
1: It could. But if it's slotted correctly, it could. Uh, anyway. There are thoughts there that um, I put yours in. Yes. Um, so for my final, I'll just go over mine very quickly. Um, by the way, I do think Iowa, if I had to pick Iowa, Michigan in this tournament, um, if they were to play, which I know uh, for you, you're not going to have that either. But if Iowa were nope. to play Michigan, I would <laughs> I would pick Iowa to win um, that game because of, like you said, all the other factors going into it. I think Iowa's the second-best team in this tournament in terms of for what it is right now. I think for March Madness, maybe you give Michigan a leg up, um, but honestly, I think even in the NCAA tournament, even if Brooks is healthy, I might pick Iowa to be Michigan as well because um, I just like what Iowa does, having Garza, having a legit guard in Camp, and then having a bunch of great three-point shooters around them. I think, I mean, that's that's a recipe for winning a national title. I think Iowa could do that. So, Iowa's great, but I already talked about Illinois. So, I won't do that again. But for my final, I have Illinois-Michigan, and, I, again, I'm not going to talk more about Illinois. But
0: Yeah, you said Illinois is not losing, so who is your champion? Illinois is your champion!
1: Yeah. Yes, I have Illinois winning the Big Ten tournament, and then... I don't have to see the bracket because I'm picking Illinois to win the NCAA tournament. It doesn't matter to me what the bracket looks like. They could be a 2 lose. They could,
0: they could, a blind they, winner. A lawyer,
1: if they lose in the Big Ten tournament, barring injury, they could lose in the Big Ten tournament their first game, and I'll still pick them to win the whole thing because then I think they'll be pissed off and I think they'll enter the t- NCAA tournament that way. Um, so, Woo-hoo, youngster. I have my champion. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, for nice. You, nice. For you, you have Ohio State and Iowa in your final.
0: Yeah, great run. Great run for Ohio State to get to the final. Great run. It ends. Uh-oh. It it ends. It ends when you meet Iowa. When you meet Mister Garza and his what, what do I want to call him? The ragtag gang or the you know the the bunch of homeless guys he's playing with. That, like you said, that's every that that's what every all year. That's what people are saying. All Iowa has is Garza. Oh, it's Garza this, Garza that. Watch the games, people. Watch the games. They have good players. Okay, Garza's not surrounded by three other All-Americans. They play really good team basketball. And I told you to start this tournament, the motivation for Iowa is to win the Big Ten tournament and slide into that one seed. And if yep. they do that, they they very well could. Now, the only thing that will hurt them, and I hate to say this because Ohio State's a good team because they're slotted as a number two, right? But yeah. playing Ohio State instead of Michigan could all of a sudden just keep them at a two even if they win the Big Ten tournament, which is fine. Like you said, Kevin, you got four teams – in the Big Ten that are gonna be in the top two seed lines. Yeah. To me, it doesn't matter what they do in it doesn't matter what they do in the Big Ten tournament. You've got four teams that are going to be in the top two seed lines. Unless there's some miraculous crap that goes on
1: across the country. Yeah, I mean, it,
0: but it, I'm looking at it I don't see Ohio, it happening.
1: If Ohio State loses early, um, I think they're the most vulnerable <clears> two <throat> seed. Just because of what they've done, they've done as of late, which is lose four straight games. If they lose early in the Big Ten tournament and a three seed behind them wins their conference tournament, you could see a swap there. Um, yeah, but, you could. Again, as it stands, yeah, Ohio State should. But
0: the way I have it going is I got Ohio State going to the final. Right. So it's going to solidify their two seed. Michigan, yeah, they're absolutely. going to be Michigan State. That'll solidify their one seed. Illinois, I don't think it matters right now. Where I mean. You have them beating Iowa. I could see Illinois beating Iowa. I mean, that to me, a toss-up game. I, I just look at these four teams, and I think you're going to have four Big Ten teams in the top two seed lines. I really do. I hope so. What else you got, youngster? We finally disagreed at the end. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> everything was same, 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 blah, blah. Oh, Penn State different. Blah, blah. Right. Then we – we don't even have the same two teams in the final.
1: That's awesome. No. Yeah, we do, we do have the same four in the semis because again, we <laughs> we think that the top four are certainly a notch above everyone else. That's kind of the thing too. I I will say this that I do put more uh, stock in Michigan, Illinois, and Iowa than I do Ohio State personally. I, I do think Ohio State's the tenth best team in the country as opposed to. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan could win the whole thing. I think Illinois could win the whole There's thing. There's always obviously. an upset
0: in the Big Ten tournament, youngster. There's always an upset <laughs> somewhere. Uh,
1: what what upset do I have? Like you have some interesting ones. I think I mainly you don't play. have any. You don't have any. I have to have something.
0: You have none. I have, <laughs> don't tell me you're taking. Have have don't tell me you're taking Northwestern over Minnesota as an upset. That's not
1: an upset. No, even even seed-wise, that's not an upset. Michigan State over Maryland, <laughs> the nine over the eight, that might be my drastic upset.
0: That is your big I'm looking, upset.
1: I'm, I'm looking at it.
0: You millennials in your conservative ways.
1: That, that's my biggest upset. Is one difference in terms of seeding. I have Michigan State beating Maryland. I have Illinois beating Michigan. So that's a two-over-a-one. That's I have Ohio State over Purdue. That's a two. Uh, Five over a four. I have nothing crazy going on in this tournament. Which, obviously, it's not going to play out that way. But Anywho, yeah, <laughs> I'll be determined. When you
0: watch the Nittany Lions take down the mean old Badgers, then you'll know that things are not going to be normal in the Big Ten tournament.
1: Yeah, as Nebraska goes on a run to the final. I'm...
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. That's not just crazy. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. Okay. All right, youngster. What else you got? We got to let the listeners go. Our show is about an hour and a half. Yeah. an hour
1: and a half. Yep. Yeah. Every year, this show pushes an hour and a half, which uh, this is always consistently our hour and a half type show. Which. It, but we love we it. We love
0: it. We had a lot of fun doing it on the Interpeak yeah, Coffee don't. Virtual Studio line.
1: We don't even get into all these games. 2 in depth, um, we just talk kind of holistically about the teams in general. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we could talk about this tournament and the games in particular, and how these teams match up, and what could happen here if this happened. It's, I mean, for four hours, pretty easily. But in any case, an hour and a half is enough for for a podcast. So, Big Ten yeah, tournament definitely. again on Wednesday, Wednesday, March 10th. Um, the first three rounds are on Big Ten Network. March 13th, and 14th, Saturday, Sunday, this coming weekend, both all three of those games technically are on CBS. Um, so plenty of Big Ten basketball to be had. Shout out to Interpeak Coffee and the Interpeak Coffee virtual studio line that we do this show on. It's the first time, like Troy said, that Interpeak Coffee is sponsoring our show come Big Ten tournament time and come March Madness. In terms of when we're doing our shows, how many different shows? I still have to. Oh, they're going to be random. Story. Yeah, we have Yeah, to we just talk randomly say, "Hey,
0: let's throw a show up."
1: Yeah, it could be. <laughs> we could. We do could do three one. shows in
0: a week. It could be one show. It could be five shows. Who knows? Whenever we right. got time, we just do a little
1: show. Right. It, it, so just just make sure to check out um, thegrillingtruth.com. Um, follow us on Twitter, at uh, Man, That's where all of our shows are posted, courtesy of Troy. So just we don't know how many shows we're doing. Um, we could do one after Selection Sunday, talk about the bracket holistically um, and just our random thoughts, and then we could do four more shows, one show each on each region. We could do just one show in general about all the teams. We could do two shows and split it up on the left side and the right side. But we'll see. We'll have a Every year, year
0: it's coming. different, youngster. Every year it's different. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. keep our listeners like those shows are not annual shows. Those are like, hey, let's do a show today. Yeah, let's do a show today. Yeah, let's do a show today. Yeah, you want to do a show today? Yeah, let's do a show today. So that's that's why this that's why this tournament is great because we yeah. like there's no like throughout footballs like yeah, what day do you want to record? Go big. Yeah, we'll do it this day. This day, not this, right. not basketball. It's like, wake up in the morning like, hey, you want to do a show today? Yeah, let's do a show today. It's like, (laughs) that's the way we do it. But it'll be good. All right. For the youngster, I am the old man. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Again, we came to you on the Inner Peak Coffee virtual studio live. Be great. Keep smiling. We'll get back at you soon. Don't know when. We'll be back